Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. What's going on? You know, it's Monday. It is Monday. And it's fall. <laughs> and I went to Tennessee this weekend. Oh, that's right. Yes. And that was really fun. Yeah. I'm just kind of jealous about that, but I'll be going to Napa this coming weekend. So. Yeah. Ooh. Which will also so nice. be a fallish. Yeah. Apparently. So we'll see. But I like anyway. it. <laughs> so we had an awesome review from, I don't remember the name, but it was from Hoosiers, the Hoosier state. Yes. Which is and where? I don't know. Isn't that Indiana? I have no idea. I'm, I think so. Okay. Think so we're going to have to Google this, it's but I'm pretty sure. a to. nice review. It was a super nice review, and she referred to her as herself as the cl- a closet sister. Yes. And we are loving it and running with that. So yes. thank you, closet sister number one. Yes. <laughs> I think you've given us, our listeners, a name. We've been looking yes. for a good name for our listeners of something that we could say, and I think that's the winner. You guys have to let us know what you think. If you like it, I'll make a shirt. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we do need a shirt. And by the way, it is Indiana. Okay. Because the Hoosiers basketball. That was a movie, Hoosiers, in like yes. the 90s or something like that. Okay. Anyway, thank you, Indiana. Yes, thank you. So excited. You're the bomb.com mm-hmm. closet sister. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, just a little update on what I've been doing. So it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month in mm-hmm. October. Mm-hmm. And I have been watching the show on Netflix that I very literally came across randomly, like Mm -hmm. just came up. This is something for you. And I clicked it because I needed to fold laundry and I just had to have something to watch. It's called Made, like M-A-I-D. I I was telling Christy about it earlier. And it is about a woman who is trying to get her and her daughter out of a domestic violence situation. And it just tells her story. It's so good. So good. I'm really hooked in the show. And I don't get hooked on shows. Christy will tell you. I don't even watch TV very much. Right, right, yeah. And so for me to be like, oh, my goodness, I'm like watching it in the day sometimes. Oh, wow. You're turning into me. (laughs) For real. I'll sit down to like eat lunch and be like, I'm going to put an episode made on. It's really good. You guys have to go watch it. Oh, yeah. It's on my list for sure right now. Super good. added it. Go do that. Let us know. Cool. Cool. Um, well, and I guess uh, last but not least, we are doing another collab with What Happened in the Woods. That's true. It's going to be good, guys. And yes. It will be a Halloween collab in a couple weeks. Uh, different than last year because last year we recorded an episode and then released it on ours and then they released it on theirs, the exact same episode. Right? Yeah. Yes. So this year, not. Different format. I am giving over my co-host chair to our friend Jess, mm-hmm. and yes. Christy and Jess are going to tell you guys some cases. And then if you want to hear me, you got to go to their podcast and hear me and Bryce tell cases. It's going to be fun. Yes, it will be fun. And so we will update you on release dates, because um, I can't remember theirs, so I don't want to say ours until I remember what theirs is. <laughs> yeah, you'll have, and check social media for those dates. Yeah, too. yeah. So, we'll and my bird everything. is really excited to yeah. listen to you because after you said that, he's definitely chirping over there. <laughs> like, Hello, I'm Phoenix. 
<laughs> I'm going to listen to you, Beth. <laughs> Thanks, Bird. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> He's sweet. <laughs> See? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Forgot to move him for this recording. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Christy has a bird. Fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so... um. I don't, do you have anything else? No, I don't think I have it. It's still my birthday month. So mm-hmm. I just want to bring that. It's almost Scorpio season. We're almost there. Wait, does this, it's going to be? No, it's not going to be Scorpio season when this comes out yet. So we got another. When does another, Scorpio season start? I think it's like the 21st or 22nd of oh, October okay. is when mm-hmm. it starts. So but we're almost there. What is it right now? Libra. Oh. Yeah, my daughter just had a birthday, and she's a Libra. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, they're they're nice, they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> Scorpios are not. <laughs> uh, if you're on the right side of us, they are. Little <laughs> <All> spitfires. <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of, that's crazy. So you know how they're saying they possibly found the Zodiac killer? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, if it is him, which I don't know if it is or not, but if it is him, he is a Scorpio, which is a really weird thing because there aren't very many Scorpio serial killers, oh. which goes to my theory that there probably are Scorpio serial killers. We just don't get caught. Mm. He didn't for a long time. So if it's really him and he's a Scorpio, he, that's right. He's proven my mm. theory. Well, and really, the man's already dead. So did he actually get caught? I mean, he died thinking he got away with it. Well, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. It's questionable, I think, whether it's actually him. But if it is, there you go. Okay. Okay. Well. That's all. That's it. That's all I got? Okay. Well, if that's all you got, it's all I got. But I do have a murder for you. Oh, good. Give it to me. I'm ready. Okay, so this is a listener suggestion. Um, I don't, I'm sure you remember seeing it come across at Instagram, but it's from Karen. She requested. Okay. Karen, sweet Karen. I actually don't know who Karen is, but Karen suggested it. It's one that I had some trouble getting a lot of details on, so you just might have to bear with me. There might be just some some holes, but it's just that's just the nature of the case. So I'm, I'm going to roll with you. Okay, roll you with and it. Karen. Um, Yes, me and Karen. Um, And it also somewhat intertwines with another case. So you're kind of going to get two cases for one. Oh, fun. Surprise. (laughs) Um, This is about Christy Schoen-Cod and Joseph JT. Quotes JT because that's what they called him, Cod. So I will refer to him as JT. Okay. Christy Schoen was born to William and Elizabeth Schoen on September 3rd, 1976, they were at the time living in Madrid, Spain, and because William was in the U.S. Air Force, and so they moved around a whole lot. They also lived at some time um, in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Texas, so for the most part in the South. Uh, they had family in Louisiana, and later in life, Christy would call Biloxi, Mississippi home. Okay. And by the way, let me stop right here because every time I say the name, it's weird for me to say my own name. <laughs> I well, I was going to comment on the Christie part. She doesn't right. spell it the same. I would bet oh, a million no, dollars. Like, yeah, it's C H R I S T I E. Okay, yeah. She attended LSU and graduated with a double major in German and performing arts. How like 
I don't, that seems random to me, but maybe it's not. But <laughs> So she was just, born in Spain, and then she majored in German and lived in Biloxi. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. All very interesting. So while she was in school, she did study abroad in Germany, and this is where she learned European cooking techniques and kind of got an appreciation for their style of food. Her family described her as an amazing person who lived to make others happy. So we all know. Another one of the sweets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Friends said that she had an incredible laugh, which I love people who have like really significant or not significant, but what's the word I'm looking for? Like known laughs or, you Mm -hmm. know, what word am I looking for? Anyways, like a laugh that just, you know, it's their laugh. Mm -hmm. It's like Julia Roberts. That's why a distinct laugh. Yeah. That's why I love Julia Roberts because of her distinct laugh. So I would have loved to have heard this, this woman. You know, it's true. People who have a laugh like that, it doesn't matter what they say. If they laugh, you're going to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd love to hear it, but anyway. She had always had an interest in food and cooking, and so she eventually moves out to Los Angeles, California, and I would assume she moved out there to be an actor since she graduated with performing arts. Right. But she unexpectedly finds a career in catering. Okay. So she starts a movie-slash-TV catering business. So she basically is going on sets, kind of like the craft service, I guess, where she goes on sets. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's a really good idea. And she en- actually does end up acting and doing like stunt doubles and stuff. So I'm sure like it kind of served both, both purposes. She like, was a stunt double? Yes. I oh did not gosh. write down for what, but I remember reading it. In, How cool. In okay. Yeah. Okay, Christy yeah. with an IE. Okay, Christy. Got it. So on these sets, she meets Joseph, quotes JT Cod. They both work on the set of Without a Trace, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yes. For four seasons. And they eventually marry in 2014. I don't know a whole lot about JT. It actually took me a really long time just to find what his date of birth. So he was born September 14th, 1969 in California. So he's, what, seven years older than Christy. He looks very young, though. All the pictures, he looks very young. Well, it's Hollywood. He has, yeah, that's true. <laughs> He has a job of a key grip in Hollywood, which I don't know if you know what that is, but I had to look it up. Do not. So it's someone who works closely with the camera crew and also the lighting crew on movies and sets, TV sets. So, All right. That's his job. People describe him as a caring and wonderful person, and the couple have been just described as the perfect or one of the nicest couples people have met. One of... It always Ooh. dooms them when you say that. I'm like, oh, now I, I don't know what's going to happen know, to him. I know. Well, you know what? It's like also the fact that, you know, w- clearly we're we're talking about cases of murder victims. And so it's like, well, what are people going to say? They were terrible. They sucked. Well, <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, they, don't speak ill of the death. I'm not saying that they were that way, but a lot of people say these things because they right. were gone and, you know, you, you yeah. speak well. Yes, right. You do remember so. the good. Right, exactly. So, but anyways, one of the band members uh, who performed at their wedding was uh, quoted in one of the articles, and they said they were just the nicest, caring people that he he knows or he could have remembered because he remembers JT being concerned at his own wedding about the band. Did you eat? Did you get enough? Are you, oh, now see, that's nice. That's a good yes. person. Yeah, exactly. And so he speaks very highly of them. Um on their wedding day. 
So around 2010, 2011, Christy recorded a post and posted a few like YouTube videos about cooking. I can only find three. So I'm thinking that it kind of fizzled out or she just didn't stick with it or whatever. And they were called Catch, Clean, and Cook. And I watched the trailer for this and one video. Um, And it's basically all about how she's a down-to-earth girl and wants to show you how to catch your food, clean it, and cook it. And they're like quick, I mean, under 10-minute videos. Oh, my goodness. And she does those things in a 10-minute span? She catches food, cleans it, and cooks it? That would take me a week. Well, it's like edited. I mean, clearly edited down. Right, okay, right. But anyways, she seems super sweet, cute, blonde girl with a southern accent, like super nice. Um. Seems like maybe she was just trying to make it on YouTube at the time, but then I don't know, like maybe just life, you know, didn't let, allow her to continue. Cause like I said, I can only find three, three videos on it. But anyway, in 2012, she became a competitor on Food Network's Food Network Star on okay. season eight. Unfortunately, she was one of the first eliminated on that season. And apparently she said she was sent home because her strong passion for cooking comes across angry. And when I heard that quote, it kind of made me want to go back. I haven't, but it makes me want to go back and like, see what she means. What does she mean? Like what? She seems so super angry when she's cooking. Like, I don't know. I want to know. I want to know. That's interesting. Yeah. So as I said, Christy and JT married in 2014 and at some point they moved to North Carolina. Hello. Welcome in. Welcome to North Carolina. They moved to a small city called, I don't know how to say this, Leicester. Leicester. It's L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. Have you ever even heard of it? No, actually. Yeah, probably not. It's in Bunk- Buncombe County, and it's about 10 miles northwest of Asheville. Okay. So it's in the mountains? Yes. They had dreams of living in the South to raise a family, and as fate would have it, at the end of 2014, the two found out they were pregnant with their first child. They find out that it's a girl and decide to name her Skylar. Pretty name. I like the name Skylar. On March 15th, 2015, Christy and JT's family called in a missing persons report. So we're like barely a year into marriage here, pregnant with a baby. Okay. And they are like, haven't heard from them. She's five months pregnant. It's unusual for us to not hear from them in a few days. So I don't, something's going on. So police go over to their home on Hooker's Gap Road. They find their cars there and their pets in the home, but no sign of Christy or JT. No indication of where they may have gone. Nothing. Like nothing seems out of the ordinary, except that they're not there. That name, Hooker hooker's gap road is such a mountain name oh is it oh my gosh i grew i mean like they just have the funniest names for roads in the mountains right like in yeah. west virginia it's like possum creek and <laughs> hooker's gap road <laughs> like it really takes me back that's all i'm saying <laughs> hooker's well there we go so alerts were sent out in the community and even 48 hours posted on their Facebook page. So like the show, 48 hours. I mean, wow. clearly, I guess she, like she's like well enough known. I mean, she works out in Hollywood or worked out in Hollywood and then she's on the show. And so I don't know, whatever. But 48 hours posted on their Facebook page, which I saw because it's still like up. Asking anyone for with any kind of information about the Tristy and JT to call in. A day later, a neighbor called in a tip. A man had been seen dumping some of the couple, couple's belonging just a few miles away. 
I don't know how they knew it was their belongings. I was just going to ask that. Then there was like another report that it was – this guy was carrying a bunch of garbage bags out and that seemed like big garbage bags out that seemed super suspicious. I, I don't know. I don't know how they knew, but this is the tip that's called in. <clears throat> he had also been seen selling their things at a pawn shop. Now, that makes a little bit more sense because clearly like if they have like some sort of indication of what they owned and now this guy is selling things, right. that makes sense. His name is Robert Jason Owens, and he's a 37-year-old contractor who worked for the couple and even referred to them as good friends. He was arrested on March 16th, the next day, initially for breaking and entering and larceny because he was found selling the, right. their he stuff. Right, clearly had robbed them. Right, exactly. So they go to question him. They find more stuff of theirs on him and... They were like, okay, well, now you're arrested. So as they're questioning him, he admitted that his car had gotten stuck in a creek near their home, and they were out there helping him because they knew him, and apparently they're friends. They were, he worked for them. He said at the time he accidentally hit the gas and <gasps> ran them over. Oh, my gosh. He had spent some time in jail between the years of 2012 and 2009, and so he had convictions for habitual impaired driving speeding to evade arrest, assault on an officer, resisting officers, reckless driving, and drunken disorderly conduct. Well. Yeah. So. What? It just doesn't sound very nice. No, it doesn't sound very nice. Sounds like he's got some issues. So he had a fear of going to jail when he accidentally runs this, as he's saying, this couple over. He has a fear. Like, oh, And he's saying that he died. They died. He killed them. Well. I ran them yeah, over so. and. He said it, after realizing JT was dead immediately, he carried Christy into the house to try and administer medical care, but then he left her and brought JT inside. Hold on to your pants. Oh, no. Dismembered him oh. and burned him in the wood-burning stove in his house. Oh. Yes. And the next day, he did the same to Christy and their unborn child because she didn't make it either. Oh. Yeah. He tried to claim that his actions were due to the fact that he was on prescription medication for a mental illness and he was heavily impaired at the time. But, and which, you know, okay, fine. <laughs> I don't want to disregard his mental illness or the fact that he's on medication, but I, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that just because of that reason that you would choose to dismember somebody. But I don't know. To somebody's. To some. Three somebodies. Well, yeah, three somebodies. Baby. So, meanwhile, after all of this, he moves their cars and stole their things to try and cover it up and make it look like a robbery of some sort. So, I mean, you're still like... You know what? That's some pretty clear thinking if you ask me. Right. Like, I got to cover this up, not, oh, no, this happened. If you're trying to cover up what you did, then you know what you did was really bad. Exactly. To me, if he was impaired and accidentally ran this couple over... I, I, thinking as somebody who maybe would be impaired, might just keep going and just be like, oh, I don't know. Like, and then you just like don't know. Like, you right. just pretend you didn't, didn't happen. You just keep going. You don't do all of these other steps. I to, agree. Anyway. One article even reported that he took his wife out to dinner with the money that he made selling their things. Well, and he was married? Yes. And she, in an article, said that he admitted to her that he had accidentally run them over. And she doesn't tell the police? 
and everyone's I don't know when he told her. For them? Okay. You know, I don't know at what point he told her. Because, I mean, if you think about it, they were reported missing on the 15th and they made his arrest on the 16th. So there right. wasn't like this huge amount of time that apparently the the um, coroners and everything think they died on the 12th. So mm. there was a three-day span, but nobody was looking for them during that time. Right. So, yeah. Um, as part of his plea deal, because this is he makes a plea deal not to get the death penalty – in April of 2017, so two years, he pleads guilty to three counts of second-degree murder and two counts of dismemberment and was sentenced to 59.5 years to 74.5 years in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay. The Cod family issued a statement in response to the sentencing, and I'm quoting them now here. We don't believe that there is a punishment that exists that would be a justification for what he did. We can only hope that he suffers for the remainder of his life on Earth and again, as he rots in hell. And I freaking agree. Boom. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I Their like it when has- the families release statements like that or when the judge says stuff like that, that you're just like, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we don't believe your bullshit right now. Like, right. <laughs> oh, I'm just cursed on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We also just talked about dismemberment. I think we're – viewer discretion that's, is that's advised. That's what I'm about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, their family has not chosen to speak out publicly, publicly about this, and so lots of details remain unknown, which is why it was hard to find stuff. It's even stated by an attorney or another family member, I can't remember, um, that anyone that wants to sensationalize that, which I guess that includes us right now, is going to be disappointed because the lack of information that is out there because they're just choosing not to put it out there. Yeah. So, And that was definitely the case. Like There was like, this is what happened. They caught him. This is how. Done. Like, plea deal. Done. But the story doesn't end here. And after the break, I'll explain what I mean by that. Oh, my. Okay, so the arrest of Robert Jason Owens in 2015 brings about the case of Zeb Wayne Quinn. Have you ever heard that name? Never. Okay, because I believe I've heard that name before, but I never really looked into it. So anyway, he disappeared from Asheville, North Carolina, so same area, in 2002 – nope, January 2nd of 2000, so 15 years before this crime occurred. Zeb was born on May 12th, 1981. He lived in Asheville his entire life, graduating from Robertson High School and attending Asheville Buncombe Technical Community College. It's stated in a couple um, articles that he has some sort of learning disability. Not probably relevant to anything, but he was also in the ROTC. Zeb had a job in the electronics department of, of a Walmart in Asheville. Okay. And he had been working there for about two years. He had gotten off of work on the night of January 2nd, 2000, around 9 p.m., and he was going to check out a car that he was thinking about buying. Okay. And he was going with a friend of his. A former coworker, Robert Jason Owens. Okay. Oh. The two met after work, and they had been seen on a security camera of a Sitgo that was close by, and they were buying sodas. And then they pulled off in their separate cars. They didn't go together; they were in separate cars. And I believe Zeb, yes, Zeb was following Robert when they pulled out of the gas station. According to Robert, a few minutes later, Zeb flashed his headlights to get him to pull over. Pulled alongside him and said, I've got a page because this is the time of pagers, I guess. Heck yeah, man. 2000. Yeah. <laughs> Had one myself. And, but I, well, I did too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, he had gotten a page and he needed to return this page like right away. So he left and he's like, I'll be right back. So Robert apparently just stays there. A bit later, he returns. And when he returns, he's like coming in hot and he rear ends Robert's car. So he get he like comes over to me. He's like, I- I'll pay for the damages, but I got to go. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to see the car. I got to go. And he What's like is frantic. To Zeb? Well, I don't know. This is all according to Robert. So according to Robert, that's the last time that he saw Zeb. However, late that night, early the next morning on January 3rd, Robert goes to the hospital with head injuries and a broken rib. And he says that he was in a second car accident. So this didn't happen when Zeb rear-ended him. He said mm-hmm. later that day he, or that night he was in a second car accident. But no reports of a car accident were ever made. And the injuries that he got were not consistent with the type of car accident he said. I guess it was like a minor one. And like everybody was like, this isn't – you shouldn't have a head injury and broken ribs with what you're saying happened. Right. So needless to say, Zeb never makes it home that night, and his mom reports him missing the next day on January 4th when he didn't show up for work. Mm -hmm. So two days after he disappears, a man claiming to be Zeb calls the Walmart, didn't call the next day because he just doesn't show up for work, and that's why his mom is like clued in that something's wrong. Right. But two days later calls in saying he won't be in to work. But the employee who answered it's like, I know Zeb's voice, and that doesn't sound like Zeb, so I, we need to trace this call. Now, it's very unclear to me whether this guy, like, star 69 the call <laughs> right. or had, like, called police, and then they traced it back. But it tr- they traced it back to a Volvo plant. Turns out Robert works <gasps> at a Volvo plant. Mm, your story's getting stinky. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's questioned about the call, and – Admits, yep, I made the call calling Zeb in sick, but Zeb asked me to do that. When Zeb asked him to do this, I don't know. Like, if he contacted him, why didn't you tell people that he contacted you because everybody's looking for him? Or right. I told you this two days ago, call me in sick on whatever day. Like, then, you know, I don't know. So you haven't seen your friend in two days, and he's asked you in two days, make a call. I mean, I, whatever. It's a little suspect. Yeah, it is. So, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after this, Robert refuses to – he tells police this, but then he refuses to cooperate after that. He's done. So he's a major suspect in this case, but they're just unable to link anything else to him. And so they can't make an arrest. So this is all kind of suspect because clearly for a couple days with Christy and JT, he had complete control of this crime scene because nobody really knew they were missing. Again – Nobody really knows where to look for him. So he kind of has complete control in this scenario too, in my right. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. So Zeb was thought at the time to be dating or at least talking to this woman. I'm not giving her name because I – whatever. There's – I don't know. Now I feel bad sometimes mentioning people that possibly I don't have anything to do with. Anything. Right. So <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah. So this girl was in a relationship with somebody else and revealed – to Zeb that her boyfriend was abusive to her. And so Zeb was trying to like help her out and get him away and like really wanted to help this girl out. And the boyfriend clearly was not happy about that. And apparently Zeb had admitted that somebody like he had um, threatened him at some point or whatever. He told some family member that this guy had threatened him. So there's that part of the story. Okay. Now police go back and trace Zeb's that page that Zeb had gotten Allegedly, the night. yes, Alleged. right. Well, yes, he did get a page. Okay, 
it was received from his aunt's house. And this is an aunt, from what I can tell, an aunt that he didn't have a ton of contact with. So I think maybe that's why he was like, I got to return this because we don't talk. Right. So why is she paging me? So she, because she, when they question her, denies even making that page. She's like, I was at a friend's house for dinner that evening. I wasn't home to make that call from my phone. So, but the weird thing is, is the friend's house that she's at was the mother of the girl that Zeb was talking to who was in the abusive relationship. Oh, okay. That right? must yeah. be a small town. Yeah. And that girl was there and the abusive boyfriend were all at dinner together with Zeb's aunt. Who paged while, him. Who paged him from her house that she wasn't at. Very strange. So the aunt later reports that she got – when she got back to her house, it was broken into that night. Things were missing. It was like disheveled, whatever. So my question is, when I'm reading this, did Robert break into that house, make the page to make it seem like the aunt paged her? I don't know. That is I don't know. tangly. It is tangly, but I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Weird. So, and everybody's lying, it seems like. Yeah. It's very suspect with everybody, like, all being intertwined together. And no. Poor anyway. Zeb. Mm-hmm. So two weeks after Zeb disappeared, his car was found on January 16th. His mother received a call from – because his mother was a nurse at a hospital in Asheville. She call, was called from another nurse saying that she saw Zeb's car in a parking lot of the restaurant Little Pig's Barbecue, which was next to this hospital they worked at. Inside the car, there was a black lab puppy that was not Zeb's, a hotel key card, empty drinking bottles, and a jacket that was also apparently not Zeb's. So okay, random things. There was a, a also puppy. Yeah, what? Yeah, no clue where that. We have no clue where that even ties into anything. There's a large pair of lips and an exclamation point drawn on the back window in lipstick. Weird. And also the driver's seat was pretty close to the steering wheel, which indicated that it's possibly someone shorter than Zeb that had last driven it. Okay. They're unable to link the key or the puppy to anyone. So they can't link it In to a the hotel. world. Yeah. So after Robert was arrested for Christy and JT's murder, police get a search warrant because they figure out and like research, oh, he was part of this case way back when. And yes. they want a search warrant for his property in relation to Zeb's case. And so in an no, inter- Zeb was never found. Nope. Never found. No idea what no happened to way. him. Nothing. He just disappeared. Yeah. Just disappears. Which, I mean, according – until they figured it out and found their – oh, so Christy and JT's remains were found in that wood stove. Right. Like, so, right. And this was a link that I thought of earlier, but they were – they worked on without a trace. And it's like all these people are disappearing without a trace. Oh. <laughs> like, but um, – um, So – so after they arrest him for that murder, they get a search warrant to to search his um, property. And in an interview that they had with a relative of one of Robert's, that relative said that around January of 2000, Robert had dug a hole on the property to burn things. And then they stated that sometime after January, he filled that hole with concrete and said he was intending to make a pond, but never finished it. Okay. And then this... Um, the same person said that, but when he said he was making a pond, it didn't make any sense where that was on the property because it wasn't really within view of any of the residents and like it wouldn't be enjoyed. So why are you making a pond in this random spot on your property? But he never finished it anyways. And later it was covered with dirt. 
So in June of 2015, they announced that they had found some fabric, leather material, and unknown hard fragments under that layer of concrete where the pond was to be. They also found an unknown white powdery substance and pieces of metal and concrete. And on another part of the property, they found, quotes, numerous bags containing a possible pulverized lime or powder mortar mix. No idea. <laughs> they never indicate if the hard fragments are human remains or if they thought it could possibly be Zeb. They have, like, not released anything other than that. Those are the exact words in every article that I have found. That's what they found. And oh. there's no explanation later. Hmm. However, two years later and a couple months after being sentenced for Christie and JT's murder – the grand jury indicts and charges him with first-degree murder, murder of Zeb Quinn, and he's still awaiting a trial as of January 2021, and not much has been updated. Whoa. So they have something enough to charge him, clearly. Yeah, if a grand jury yes. indicted him, then they've got yeah. enough evidence to take it to trial. So my guess is that some of those were human remains. Is he a serial killer? Have we right? moved past this? Right. <laughs> He would well, he be very technically well if he was convicted. Yes. Yeah. If he gets convicted, but I, we haven't seen anything. There's so many articles of why hasn't there been a trial yet? So in that same statement that the Cobbs had made or Cods had made um, originally, they also wrote this. We also have to say that we are lucky to have met some of the most wonderful people through this tragedy. Those people are the family of Zeb Quinn. This family deserves just as much healing, peace and closure as we do. And we can only hope they get a little bit of that. Although we are all connected because of one horrible, horrible person, we do feel lucky to have met some wonderful people, and we do believe this tragedy has brought our family even closer and made us cherish every second of every day even more. Wow. So those two families are linked together now. Yes, and fighting for justice for their loved yeah. ones. Wonder why did he kill these people? Yeah, there was never any motive given hmm. for any of it. Except that he was fearful of going, like he accidentally ran them over. But I don't even know that I believe that, especially if he's related to the Zeb Quinn thing. Like I feel like he, it wasn't an accident. Yeah. It so. just seems like, I mean, some of the things that he did do, like with the Zeb, like the dog and stuff, maybe he was crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's really strange. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I wonder if he'll ever come clean and like tell the truth about what really happened and why he did it. And well, I hope so. Yeah, like why? I mean, just for those dog families. in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And he tells them where he is, Zeb, so that they can get their boy back. Right. And like, if they haven't already rest. found him in that pond. Oh, I think they would release that if they found remains. You think so? Yeah, I don't. Um, well, I don't know. Right. But I would think they would say that publicly, mm -hmm. that they did find remains or something, even if they didn't say it was his. Right. Yeah. I don't think they would still. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to follow this. I know. Yeah. I've got it on my, my Google Good alert. Good case. Good cases. Yes. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for coming in. Coming in hot, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing up another possible serial killer in North Carolina again. We kept mm -hmm. all these crazies in North Carolina. And Asheville. Yeah, Asheville there's a lot in a, Asheville. Several we've had recently. Or yeah. Fairly, somewhat recently. Well, mountain people are special. <laughs> I mean that in a good way. Not in this mm. case, but. <laughs> right, right. 
All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for the story. Yeah. Welcome. Happy Monday, friends. So we hope you guys liked it and that you come find us on social media. We'll keep up with this case. I'm sure Christy will set a Google alert for the name so that when things come down the pipe, we can update you on it um, because we like to try to do that. And find us on all the things. Reach out. um, Keep bringing the suggestions like Karen. Be like Karen. It's one time you could be like Karen (laughs) and send us some suggestions from your hometown. And always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet.